0: So once again, we're gonna be covering the six ways small dispensaries can compete with large MSOs and thrive in today's highly competitive market. Today, we'll be covering how to choose the right strategy for your local business, how to build a deeper connection with your customers and the local community, and how to provide the most value to the lives of your customers. My name is Guillermo Bravo. I am the chief evangelist here at MediaGel, formerly known as Foot Traffic. I have 20 years of experience applying my expertise to marketing teams, combining big picture thinking, innovation, collaboration, and creativity to drive marketing campaigns. MediaGel is the number one ad tech platform built for regulated cannabis, CBD, alcohol, and crypto brands providing programmatic advertising, organic search, paid search, and agency services. We're trusted by over a thousand cannabis retailers, brands, and companies globally and growing rapidly every day. Before we kick it off, please do us a favor and turn off or turn your cell phone face down so that you're present for the webinar. Also, please familiarize yourself with Zoom. The Q&A button is at the bottom of the Zoom interface, so feel free to ask us questions throughout the webinar, and I'll answer your questions at the end. And before we get started, if you have any ideas or, webinar topics that you'd like me to cover in the future, please post them in the chat as well. I'd be happy uh, to consider those and and cover those topics for you. All right, well, let's define your identity. Competing with big cannabis retailers can be a daunting task, especially if you're new to to the cannabis industry. Your competitors already have an established customer base solid marketing campaigns, great store locations, and well-trained staff. So how can you compete with all of that? Well, there's two main options when it comes to competing with bigger dispensaries. You can try to emulate what they do, or you can do things differently. Both choices have their merit, so in this webinar, we'll take a look at each option in turn. This will give you all the information you need to successfully compete with large retailers. So if you decide to compete with large retailers on their terms, you wanna make sure their business to make your dispensary appear bigger than it is. There are several steps you can take to make this happen. The easiest would be building a great online presence. It costs less to create a stunning website than it does to actually build one in real real life. Um, so work with a website development team, uh, a branding company, a graphic designer, and really work to you know build a an exceptional website. You know, make sure that it's built for search engines, for mobile devices, and most importantly for conversions. And just make sure you have a, a consistent presence across all social media platforms, you know, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so on. So this will make your dispensary appear much bigger than it really is. Also keep in mind that the interior design does matter. You know, you can create a professional-looking store environment on a small budget. If funds are tight, you know, consider the minimalist look. After all, you know, it works for companies like Apple and you know, a lot of the other brick and mortar stores are following the same format. So get fresh ideas from design magazines, blogs, and other stores. And everything you must do must be executed to the highest standard. So ensure your staff is well-dressed and well-presented with, you know, branded uh, dispensary shirts, hats, and other swag that you might have available for for your team. And, you know, make sure that they're speaking politely to customers and being helpful your brand should be visible everywhere, you know, including your carrier bags, uh, different marketing materials within within the store, flyers, and so on. So, you know, give that impression that your store is a part of a larger chain. And it's okay to be small. You know, small can be beautiful. An alternative approach is to make the most of your small dispensary status. Instead of pretending to be bigger than you are, you should make it a virtue of your size and turn it into a selling point. You might wonder who would want to buy from a small dispensary when they can buy from one of the large ones. The answer is a lot of people. These days, it's become cool to buy from the smaller local boutique style stores. That's partly due to the perceptions about big business, which will become clear soon. You know, but also it's because of the risk of purchasing from smaller businesses has been reduced, thanks to customer protection schemes and credit card insurance, and you know, ensuring that all the testing and everything is in place for these cannabis products. There's a lot of trust behind uh, cannabis products nowadays. And your goal should be to get inside your customers' heads and understand what might appeal to them about your small retail store. Then you can offer to them with a clever marketing. yeah, you know, clever marketing tactics and great service. And it really starts with getting to know your customer. Since independent local stores are often smaller and serve a more stable customer base, you should be able to get to know your customers really well. You need to hire and train people who are good at establishing relationships with their customers. You know, get to know them by face and by name. Talk them like real people. As a regular cannabis consumer myself, I know I've built a relationship with the bud tenders and staff at my local dispensary. I know all of their team and they know me very well. The dispensary was like a, you know, club or a social center. And every time I go to the shop, you know, it's really a social experience. So really deal with your customers on an individual basis. That's something big businesses can't easily do. You know, nobody likes dealing with a faceless entity. So give your company a personality that customers want to interact with and reward your employees for thinking creatively about how they best serve customers. Um, and, you know, when people come into the store, greet them with a smile, um, ask them how their week one, weekend was, you know, how was their Thanksgiving? How was their holiday? Uh, what are they doing this weekend? You know, uh, what's their favorite uh, musician? Or, you know, what's the, um, what's the recommendation on a movie that they watched and that they would, you know, that they would recommend? So there's a lot of different ways you can personalize connecting with your, cons- your customers. And, you know, the main thing is to have fun with it, right? You know, we, cannabis consumers use cannabis for a variety of reasons, you know, whether it's going on a hike Um, Going to a nightclub, going to the beach, um, just watching a movie at home, um, using it for, um, you know, to uplift their spirits when listening to music. There's there's all types of ways and, you know, aiding in ailments, aiding in sleep. So really pay attention to to who your customer is. And if uh, you do have the availability in your point of sale system to write notes per customer, you know, jot those down. So that uh, you know, depending on who the next butt tender is that supports this customer, they'll they'll be able to build that relationship with them. Now, this is a key key part of uh, of this strategy is to build the best product catalog. So, the heart of any successful dispensary is the quality of the products it offers and its potential to add value to the lives of your customers. This means you know looking for quality products sold um, at decent prices and you know allowing for um, a decent markup as well. By exploring different product sourcing strategies and uh, obtaining an inventory for cheaper prices, businesses can undercut competitor sales of similar or identical goods while turning to profit. Just as you invest in your employee training, and customer service you need to dedicate a lot of time to sourcing products based on market demand you know the first thing you want to do is competitive research how many products are on you know on each of my competitors e-commerce websites so it's pretty easy to see what people are you know selling nowadays uh, if you go to a competitor website go to their shop section of their website and there'll probably be a a Jane or a Dutchy menu on there, or another e-commerce platform, where you can sort by product category and see how many uh, products are in each, you know, product category, what their price points are, uh, you know, what the ratings are on these products, and you can filter all of these out, you know, and create your own spreadsheet. And then just see where you stand, you know, against the competitors, so you can easily download the product catalog overviews by competitors to see, you know, where you stand in the market, and really be honest with yourself about your current status in the market, and create a strategy that is in line with your vision. So we've had many partners who have tried to compete in markets uh, that are very competitive, uh, and whether they're vertically integrated or not, uh, they had their their products overpriced and their the quantity of uh, unique SKUs in their catalog was, you know, 20 to 30% of that of their competitors. And it just made it really hard to actually get customers to buy from them. You know, this drove down their conversion rate to uh, sub 1% on their website, which is really, really low. And from our data, you know, the industry average should be at least 8%. That was some of the uh, some of the uh, well uh, well developed catalogs, doing upwards of twelve to fifteen percent conversion rate, you know, of any website visitor that comes to their shopping cart. You can also ask yourself these questions, you know, like what are customers buying in my city? You know, you can leverage platforms like Headset to see product and brand trends by state and by city. You can look at the most popular brands, uh, product categories, like which product categories the customers like, uh, which, pro- which categories are increasing in popularity. I know edibles, especially drinks, have been picking up a lot of market share in recent years, taking away a, a little bit of market from flour. So just keep this in mind when you're doing your, your market research. You really need to have the most complete and diverse product catalog. Then keep in mind that, you know, your customers buy brands, you know, not the products. So a few things to make this more apparent than the recent is the recent shift in consumer attitudes towards cannabis. You know, the days of giving credit to the dispensary for having the best flower instead of the cultivator are gone. You know, the same can be said about just any other category of product that can be found on your shelves. So the core values of a company can inspire individuals to feel empowered. You know, a story drives the purpose for all decisions being made, including the driving force for the, for the inspiration behind getting into the cannabis industry to begin with. So getting an understanding of the core philosophical beliefs of a company, you know, gives you a competitive advantage of marketing the product to your customers. After all, our society pays attention to the companies that practice good ethical standards. You know, so you can ask, you know, some of your vendors and brands, you know, what are their core values? Who is the their main target audience? And is there a fun fact that each customer should know about their product? You can ask, you can ask your vendors and, and brand partners for sales reports as well. So before sourcing products, uh, you know, you can look at these reports and they can act as a way of providing insurance for your investment and give you an idea of how valuable a brand's product could be in your business. You know, the analytics provide a sneak peek of what you can expect in terms of profit and sales. I mean, you can focus your attention on stocking cannabis products that, you know, are going to make you money. And you want to ask the vendors some basic questions, right? Like, what's the average number of sales per product in your, in five locations? What's the top-selling product in your brand lineup? How frequently are locations placing, you know, reorders? And you know, what's the availability of each product, and how fast can you receive an order once it's placed? You want to back this up with, you know, the required testing data as well that you can share with your customers. This is just a great way to provide even more transparency into the product catalog, uh, the product quality. <clears throat> You know, the government holds cannabis companies responsible for making sure their products are safe, you know, for customers and and you should too, you know, really hold the brands accountable uh, for their products. And I wouldn't slash prices, Uh, you know, competing on price, pricing with the big players is usually a bad idea. You know, economies of scale mean that, you know, larger stores have more purchasing power than you and can drive down their suppliers' prices. So you might not be able to get the prices down by much but you can negotiate other deals. You know, for example, you can get a range of products in your shop before the big retailers do or you might ask for some product lines custom made for you. So really um, you know, really partner with your your brands and vendors uh, to ensure that you can create a tailored experience for your for your customers and I've seen a, a lot of ways that people have done this uh, you know, brands have partnered with retailers to somewhat like sponsor a part of the dispensary. So you'll see, uh, you'll see like a, in California, you'll see like a condescent section of a dispensary or a absolute extracts, can of craft section of a dispensary where they'll have a whole column of products. Uh, And, you know, you can negotiate things like um, breaks on your on your product, uh, pricing, uh, depending on how well you're established in the market, you know, you can ask for, for different favors there. And I know in competitive markets, you know, depending if you're a small store, you can still do high volumes. You know, I have, we have some partners in Washington state and in Maryland and, you know, just throughout the country that are doing a million dollars in revenue per month. And, you know, they're, they're a small shop and you really need to, to ensure that, you know, your product catalog and pricing is in check. Um, and just make sure that, uh, let's see, just make sure that you're really up to par and you're, you're keeping a pulse on everything that is is going on in the local market. <clears throat> well, the best way to beat any large chain is to offer better more personal uh, customer service. So from remembering customers' names, like I mentioned before, to providing a safe environment for them to shop in, to offering, you know, free popcorn or coffee. There's a ton of ways that you can show customers you appreciate them. And as a dispensary, you know, you have more opportunities to ask your customers what they want, you know, in a local store. So find out what you can do to help them get what they want and do everything you can do to offer it. As a small independent store, you can tailor your business to meet your community needs in ways that, you know, big chains could never do. And there's three simple rules that you can follow. You know, first would be serve the people. Make sure service is your top priority. Have conversations, you know, connect with customers as real people, as I mentioned before, and be authentic, you know, do what you do best, showcase your personality, your team, and your values, and really be agile when responding to customers. You know, smaller retailers can move much faster than the large ones when market conditions change. So keep careful track of your customers' interests and preferences and you'll be able to find and anticipate the requirements. You can also take advantage of these relationships to check in with customers and prospects on a you know weekly basis. Ask for their feedback on your products on the shop, on the website. And you can do this in person, or you can send out a digital survey, you know, through an email campaign, text message, or through social media. You know, really talk to your customers and and listen to them and and respond to, to the their requests. And it all starts with your staff, right? So the, the appeal of smaller companies applies to employees too. So make sure to hire people who are passionate, passionate about small dispensaries. Many of the brightest young minds today want to work in a fun, you know, lively, challenging environment. That's more likely to be the case in a small dispensary than a large one. And really get the best out of your employees, you know, employees of big companies are driven by their career and by their salary and the success of the business itself. Uh, Staff at smaller dispensaries have, you know, much more influence over the company's future if you let them have it. So think of employee reward schemes and get your staff involved, you know, they'll reward you with hard work, creativity and good ideas. And training, you know, training is key. You want to ensure that your bud tenders have exceptional training in everything related to the dispensary, you know, the products, the vendors, the brands, and everything related to the shop, you know, invest in regular training to ensure that bud tenders are up to date with the latest trends and product news and make sure that they're communicating on a regular basis with the, with the, with the purchaser, right? So what what are they hearing from this, you know, from customers on the, the latest products that they want and, and make sure to communicate that to the buyer, do your research, find local vendors and and really provide that great experience um, to the consumers. You know, I, I, I know yeah. if I, if I ask for a, a type of product uh, and the dispenser goes out of their way to, to research and, Find and and provide that product. Like I am going to be committed to that dispensary because they're going above and beyond for me to make my experience that much better. Connect with your local community. You know, locally owned and operated cannabis stores should get involved in their communities. Sponsor events. Work with local nonprofits. You know, participate in parades. Help local sports teams. You know, there's the famous story of the uh, Girl Scout, Girl Scout selling cookies outside of dispensary and just going through all their product uh, within a few hours and just repeating that same process. So, you know, can use that as inspiration right there for you? You know, every community has hundreds of ways to get involved. And every time a local business does this to support their local community, you know, people notice. You know, in my city, there there's a few dispensaries that are very active in almost every community. That community event that we have, you know, from like a happy hour to uh, a meditation uh, session uh, to the chamber of commerce. Like these businesses are getting involved, and as a result, the community knows who they are and they support them. in some retail sectors it's important to be seen as stable and predictable but in others you can have some fun so make the most of your different perspectives and get your employees involved you know add quirky side notes in your marketing materials this will help uh, people remember your dispensary and you know be socially responsible and aware of the politics and corporate greed you know big businesses have tainted the reputation for many people so the perception is often that they ignore concerns of the environment, you know, poverty, tax law, and other legislation. So whatever the truth is behind those beliefs, you know, they can work in your favor as a small dispensary. And small businesses can appeal to the large and growing market sector that cares about sustainability, you know, fairness, ethical trading, social equity, while still making a profit. So think about where you source your products that you sell and look into product labeling that shows customers how ethical you are. So, you know, you really have to choose your approach. You know, if you feel you're, you're able to take on the large retailers at their own game, then there's no harm in giving it a shot. Uh, especially with e-commerce nowadays, it makes it really easy for smaller dispensaries to, to behave like larger ones. Uh, but these days, you know, honesty might be the best policy. You know, there's no shame in being a small dispensary. In fact, you know, for the reasons we discussed before, a lot of customers prefer dealing with a smaller shop rather than a big one. Now, if, small, if your dispensary strategy is good, you know, your, your customers will even do marketing for you. You know, just take fashion for you know example. You know, I bought this shirt from a big department store. Doesn't really sound that impressive, as opposed to I found this you know lovely shirt at a boutique tucked away in this um, on one of these side streets. You know, they have all unique you know types of clothing. So the same can be applied to a dispensary, uh, whether it's uh, you know, product drops that you only have exclusivity to, or if you're working with um, local local outdoor farms or whatever it might be that makes your dispensary unique, leverage that to your advantage, you know, and use your passion to your advantage as well. You know, above everything else, the big advantage of you having a small dispensary and if you're the owner is the passion behind it. You know, you didn't start this on, on a whim. You started because you felt passionate about the market and because you know and care about the products you sell. So make use of that passion and, and use that to drive your success, uh, innovation, and just deeper knowledge of the products that you sell. And it doesn't matter where you decide to compete directly—you know, with a with a, l- a large retailer or use your a small business, a small dispensary approach to your advantage. Like whatever you choose, you know, do it with passion, and you'll have a much better chance of success. All right, well, I'll leave it open to questions here. Stephanie, I don't know if you have any questions you'd like me to answer or any other other attendees today. I have one question, Uh, you know, it's not a question, I guess it's a statement. Uh, large retail chains not are not necessarily the the best. Um, you know, if I've been to probably a hundred different markets in the United States and, you know, in, in a lot of the markets, it's the smaller retailers that are really creating the, you know, the best customer experience. Uh, and the large retailers sometimes drop the ball, you know, they are trying to manage 20, 50, 100 stores and they don't necessarily have a a pulse on what's going on in the local market. So really, you know, use that to your advantage. And, you know, there could be uh, an MSO may have 10 stores doing like a hundred thousand dollars a month while you have one store doing a million dollars a month, you know, in that same um, in that same state. So it's just really on how you want to present yourself as a, as a retail shop. Um, I know some strategies, in highly competitive markets, are really about volume. So investing a lot in marketing to to drive volume and really capturing your customers uh, into your CRM, you know, capturing their phone number, their email, and really uh, building your database will make a large impact on the success of your business. And you can do that, you know, with basic a basic um, loyalty program and a digital marketing strategy. Right, so. Uh, just keep that in mind, and I know that um, <clears throat> from some of the higher volume, like million dollar stores, million dollar uh, monthly stores that I've seen, you know, they they do offer a lot of discounts, but it's not necessarily discounting the pricing from like just the the top line pricing across the board. It's offering you know offering incentives for people to join your loyalty program, and then offering product drops. And then just leveraging products that are not being sold well, uh, and use those to to, to really um, to really sell some of your other products. So if there's 50 products that are not doing well, they've been sitting on your shelf for a long time, offer those at a discounted rate to move other you know, to move other product. Now there's a lot of different strategies to you know, around discounts and incentives that you can leverage uh, to really push product. <clears throat> well once again i want to thank you for joining today's webinar uh, if you have any questions feel free to to email us at uh, info at mediagel.com uh, and you know mediagel is really committed to uh, improving you know as a company and we strive to do things better every day uh, you know as a digital advertising software company we've We've tried to get, you know, campaigns up fast and easily, and we we really handle every part of the process for our clients so that you can focus on growing your dispensary and providing that exceptional customer service. So our goal is to, to make working with us easy so that you can focus on the heavy lifting of running your business. So thank you for joining again. I, have, I hope you both have a. hope everyone has a wonderful day and uh, I will catch you soon. Cheers.